I would rather my team having a desire to not disappoint me by dropping the ball, mm-hmm. right? I don't want them to be afraid necessarily of losing their job. I want to create a culture where it's like, I respect what she's doing so much that I really just don't want to disappoint her. So I'm going to do what I have to do. And I think we all work well that way. But, you know, and so in that same conversation, our other friend said, well, you know, do we invite team over to our house? You know, how close can we be? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I'm here. Donnie's here. We are on... We're in a new set. Yes. You're about to say what episode we're on, and you don't know. I don't know either. There's so many. It's all good. We're on episode 200-something. 200-something. Something. You just make sure you're caught up. Absolutely, man. We're, we're here for all of the episodes. Absolutely. We've seen them all. You guys, we've got some exciting news. Yes, we're going on OnlyFans. We're go- <laughs> we'll be on. I wanted, to, I wanted to reveal it. We're we're going on OnlyFans. <laughs> we probably have an OnlyFans right now. I'm excited about it. We had a call. We had a call. We yesterday with OnlyFans. We had a call. So we got to talk about how this happened. I think, did we talk about it a little bit? First of all, Last week. Can I just highlight the fact before we get there? You guys, these chairs have some curvature going on. So neither David or I have like a humpback issue. I promise I'm sitting up straight. It does look crazy, right? But you're I look like I'm scrunched. Like I look humpback. Yeah, these joints look crazy. Yeah, you're right. You're I think right. we need a, a lumbar pillow that forces our back Let me have a pillow. Here. Can you hear me a pillow real quick? Out. Let me see. Appreciate it. Oh, mm. I can I can catch Normally, but you got to change it the other way so the tag. And I look fat. These well, chairs make me look. That's fat. not a look. That's not the chair. The See, chairs make look fat. Too? How does it look? It looks crazy. Let me. Cause, Let's podcast, okay? Because there's some audio listeners just like, what the heck is going on over there? You guys, we're fixing the set real quick. So anyway, look, oh yeah, here we're we go. going on OnlyFans. I don't look fat. I don't know what's happening with your chair, but we're going on OnlyFans. But last week we had a conflict, right? Because. It was something in my spirit that said... In your spirit? In my spirit <laughs> that said, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a savage, savage website. And I looked at it as a soft porn hub. Yeah. So it's important that you guys know, especially if you watched last week's episode. Um, last week, David was saying, hey, this is a great opportunity, but I'm not 100% positive that from a moral compass standpoint, I feel good about being on the platform. That we were leading people into the devil's den. That we were leading people into the devil's den, right? And his perspective on that was, what if there are people who struggle with a pornography addiction and we take them to OnlyFans and now they're getting lost and kind of going down the rabbit hole with this platform? But <clears throat> it's a misconception that that OnlyFans was created for that purpose. You guys, OnlyFans was created for content creators to have the ability to separate their fans from their followers. Mm-hmm. So they notice a void. For example, creators are getting paid right now to create content, say on like Instagram for our Instagram reels mm-hmm. and things like that. But the numbers, when you break them down mathematically boil down to 0.01% mm-hmm. of each play. So if you're getting 100,000 plays, the creator typically, I don't know if there's a scale depending on what type of creator you are, but I've run these numbers with, you know, my account. We looked at your account, I think, mm-hmm. and we looked at some of my other clients who have really large followings. 
and it's like a hundred thousand views will get you a hundred dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's the monetization options on the platform trash. So on Instagram, we're building a huge following, yeah. right? Um, the people over at OnlyFans, the developer, the creators of OnlyFans said, "Hey, let's create a platform that allows." people to monetize this following in a real significant way. And then therefore we take the people who are following us, we're still able to create great content, but we're literally building a business as content creators and we deserve mm -hmm. to get compensated for that. Yeah. And so the people who really, really rock with our content and you want to see a little bit more, you want to see some behind the scenes, you want to see some of our private lives, things that we would never yeah. share on Instagram. For sure. Uh, we consider you guys family. OnlyFans calls you fans. And you're going to be able to come over to OnlyFans. So here's here's what they've done, which I thought was amazing. You're able to separate you your fans stop. from your followers. <laughs> you're able to separate your fans from your followers. Because you on stop. Instagram, you have all these followers, but there are true fans that really, really want to rock with you. So OnlyFans allows us to cater to our true fans. Yeah. Well, and it's so cool. So we actually were able to trace back. You guys know that I'm super big on manifestation. Mm -hmm. And we were able to trace back. Our conversations started about OnlyFans in September. It was like extra episode 50 I said 2020. September 2020 is when we had our first conversation about like, yo, it's going up. We're, we're going to get on OnlyFans. And then maybe, maybe six weeks ago, we released an episode uh, when Bad Baby mm -hmm. bought her $6 million yep. mansion in Miami. $52 million. And everybody was saying, oh, she's going to go broke. She spent all of her money on this mansion. Um, and then she uploaded her tax returns showing that it's real. she made like 52 or $54 million from OnlyFans. And they said it was Kat. And then they said it was Kat, but it was not. She had to show the video of, listen, this She had to show the happened. video. And not only that, you guys, we had a conversation with OnlyFans, actually the team at OnlyFans, and she did do what she said she did. So um, we joked about how can we show up on OnlyFans? And it was that conversation where we realized that there are non-provocative creators yeah. creating on social, on, on OnlyFans. And so, you know, we kind of put yeah. that out there. Dave and I went live a couple of weeks ago on Instagram and only fans pops up on they our live. They pulled up on us. They pulled up and they dropped the hands, you know, yep. these hands. And I, yo, I, I was impressed too because I asked um, the young lady, like, yo, how did they find us? Yeah. And she was like, yo, we keep our ear to the streets. We, we keep know, our ear to the streets. We know what's happening We're in the streets. In these streets. Social yeah. Proof Podcast, in these streets. In these streets. In these streets. Yeah. Absolutely. I should have negotiated the deal that they got to follow us. Mm. We'll add that because we... Yeah. We still have to we have to deal. we have to give them our plan. And we get verified on OnlyFans. We get verified on OnlyFans. That's really good. I don't really know how important that is, but I don't know. But it, I'm not verified anywhere else. I'm not verified anywhere else. Maybe. Maybe if you're verified if you're verified on one platform, yeah, you're right. Maybe we can leverage that. But so, so now we want to kind of walk through. We have no idea. So yet uh, yesterday we had the conversation. Last week, we weren't even sure if we were going to accept the opportunity. Yeah. So we gave no thought to how we would show up on the on the platform. We really wanted to hear from them how they suggest we show up on the platform. Yeah. So now, you guys, we have to map out. We got to map this thing out, man. But before um, we do that, right. we got to highlight this new set. Yes. We can't act like the set's not here. Yeah, we have a new set. You guys loving it? With the greatness. Loving it. 
you saw last week's episode. Uh, we're actually in the same studio. We were mm. in, we were on this wall yeah, that's over wall. here. You can't see it, but we're set up on this wall now with like greatness looking over our shoulders sure. and greatness having our backs. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> greatness yeah. has our backs. It's cool. There's a lesson in it too that um, when you are all in on something, you should be continuing to evolve. Mm. Right. And like really going to another level. Right. So you've been coaching for a while and obviously you'll have like these meetups, masterminds, but then you're taking people out of the country. I think that's evolution. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you should be going to the next level. If this is truly what like you need to be more vested in the thing that you're doing. And um, I see all the greats, all successful people. They're either like you talked about a couple of weeks ago, like, yo, I am investing in my infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to do what I'm doing just so I can make some money. I am invested here, meaning I'm going to be here for a while mm-hmm. in this space. Mm-hmm. So I also wanted to share this. I was actually just talking to Drew. I believe that over the next year or so, year or two, however long this like recession thing lasts. This recession thing. <laughs> I believe people who lean into podcasting mm-hmm. and creating content. Mm-hmm will be the next superstars. Yeah. And I'm saying that because there's going to be a separation. People that are good at what they do, right now they might be okay because they're making some money doing other things. But in the event that the economy economy turns, there's going to be a lot of people who can't withstand doing something over and over again and not getting paid for it. Mm. So in terms of the, the, the podcast space, there's some people that have a lit show but they're not making a whole lot of money. And if recession, if the recession hits, they have to go get the money, meaning they're going to stop doing this thing, meaning there's going to be a great separation between the people who can keep moving in this space and people who can't. Yeah. So not outside of what if this podcast stops getting monetized or whatever? Well, we're still here, yeah. right? And if you, if you can weather the storm when everybody's falling away, right? There's some people in real estate, they're in the real estate space, but if something happens to the economy, it's going to be some people that get out the game because mm-hmm. they're going to do something else because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. But the people who stay in the game win. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. So we're going to be here, y'all. We're going to be we're here. We're going to be here. And that brings me to, I actually <clears throat> took a note on it. I was talking to uh, Sierra Esquire. Mm-hmm. Out of, you know Sierra? She's an attorney. Content creator as well. I want to say yes, because if I do, somebody, you don't know me. She, like, rolls with Trishana. Yeah, yeah, I know Sierra. S-I-E, right? C-I-E. C-I-E. So, we were on the phone this morning. (laughs) That ain't the one. We were FaceTiming this morning, and we were talking about... Yeah, I follow her. Sierra underscore Esquire. Yeah. So, we were talking this morning. Hold on, because she don't follow nobody. She she went through... Look at her last post. She unfollowed everybody, but don't worry. She's coming back, so don't unfollow her. I don't know how I feel about it. You better follow us back. Hold on. There's no post about... Yeah, look. Did, did she erase it? She's not following me. No, look. Uh, we can't. Okay. Well, she must have deleted the post because she was getting a lot of calls. Don't unfollow About what? So she created a post that... So, you know, people right now are just going through things and they're having revelations and experiences and people are feeling anxious and overwhelmed and things like that. And so... I think she was just going through a moment where she was expressing her feelings about not feeling supported in certain spaces. Mm. And she's like, I unfollowed everybody because I'm over here going through my own hard times and like literally nobody checks on me. 
So I called her and we actually FaceTimed for about a half hour this morning. And um, gosh, I forgot the statement, but I was like, I'm writing it down and I'm saying it. And we were just talking. I wanted to actually put my eyes on her and make sure she looked good and she Mm. was doing okay, And she is. So we were talking about this upcoming recession and just changing. You know, she didn't follow you either. She unfollowed everybody. I want to say you checked on her. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. All right, cool. So we were having a conversation (laughs) about transitions that she's going through in business. And I shared some information and gave her a couple of strategies to leverage. And there's some, you know, she's experienced people like going through her course and completely ripping her program off. And Mm. now you've got, and we've experienced the same thing. And now you have people who took a course and they're, they're acting as experts and they're just duplicating your program. And we said this morning, you know, what, there's a lot of people out here who are literally just making money producing content. And when I say just making money producing content, I mean people who are a little more than inspired by other people's information and using that to create mm. content, copying people and yeah. creating content. And you may be having some wins, but this season that we're about to go into is about to separate the people who are a little more inspired from the people who are actually authorities and ep- experts in their space because there's it's, it's about to come a time where we're no longer just talking about content. We're mm-hmm. talking about business, yeah, for sure. right? Content development, content creation is an actual business model. And you need to look at your own model right now and say, hey, am I just capable of talking content or am I capable of talking business? Mm-hmm. And that's a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people don't respect content creators as as legitimate business owners or as a business industry, I believe it needs a, a, you know, when you're applying for loans or your bank and it says what industry you're in, I believe content creation needs its own category Mm, at this point. And I agree with you where we're going um, in the recession and even beyond just where we're going in the world and, and the direction of how business is happening. Content creators are winning, whether it's podcasting, whether you're creating, you know, content as a result of your business that you're really good in. So you've done something great. And now you're creating content to teach other people uh, more information or to teach people how to do what it is that you're doing. Creators are cash flowing heavily mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dang, I can't stop thinking about, I wonder who's not following me. They, there should be know. like an app or a plugin for that. <sighs> Did you unfollow her? Is she, no, I didn't. Okay. Is she okay though? Yeah, she's good. She's good. Yo, I don't care what you're going through. If you ever. Me? Yeah. <laughs> there better be uh, one person you're following. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she's doing well. Yeah, she's doing she's doing amazing. Who are you calling? I'm you're calling? calling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Answer your phone, the, girl. The petty of it all. Yo, anyway. Oh, oh. And didn't pick up. Did she? See? <laughs> Sierra, now, now, did you just not answer my call and you're not following me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, all right, let's let's get into it. We need to figure out how we're going to approach this Only OnlyFans um, thing. Oh, and let me tell you what's dope, too. So what they said was we're going to go on their OnlyFans TV. And their OnlyFans TV is very restrictive of nudity and you know drugs and stuff like that you can't put everything on there so um they're very very um very uh protective of that and because they have they have such a big following and 
in OnlyFans TV, I forgot, it was something, an insane amount of users they got. Like, yeah, like million. million or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Say it again? Like 200 million users. Yeah. So there's, you got OnlyFans TV, that content is free, and we have to create, remember, we thought they were going to give us like a $10 million deal. Yeah, we didn't get a signing bonus, you guys. Yeah, Dottie even tried to get flued out. And they I was like, look, can either. we get flued out? Can we do something? The benefit to what we're getting, number one, they reached out to us. Yeah. So that was totally cool. We are super excited that a platform, uh, now especially knowing what the platform is intended mm-hmm. for, we're super excited that a platform that large um, saw us. For sure. Saw us in our natural element doing what we're naturally gifted at, mm-hmm. right? Uh, with honor and integrity. But secondly, we get to work with their creative development team. So typically someone would create their own OnlyFans account. You kind of get it how you live, you figure it out. We actually now have a relationship established with their creative directors um, that's going to help kind of navigate our success on the platform. 100%. Yeah, they're going to be marketing us on their platform. So I guess that's cool. Yep. So we'll we'll go on uh, OnlyFans TV, which is I guess like a television station type thing, mm-hmm. and we don't get any compensation for that. However, they said some good percentage of people who actually watch it on OnlyFans TV come over and support mm-hmm. the page of the OnlyFans um, creator. Yeah. Right. So if we have some really good content and people are starting to love it. They'll come over to our page and they can subscribe to our channel and show some love, right? Mm-hmm. So, I the, the the thing we have to consider is what is the inf- what is the information we're gonna what is the content we're gonna put on OnlyFans TV mm-hmm. that's gonna be engaging and good enough to drive people over to our OnlyFans page, and what are we offering on our OnlyFans page that we're driving traffic to? So, my question. <clears throat> So just for clarity, we have to create the Social Proof podcast is not going on OnlyFans TV. Okay. Social Proof podcast, you'll continue to consume that the way that you do. We are, we're creating something totally new uh, for you guys for OnlyFans TV. But here's my question. We literally both went through this transition where we cut out a lot of offers last year because we had some pretty pretty sure. aggressive income goals. We also <laughs> literally just had a meeting a couple It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. 
Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Weeks ago, where we said that we're not doing anything else that requires any more of our time. So this is a really big commitment. Are we sure? Because we literally are essentially executing another business model. Well, what makes it comfortable is like I've been doing a lot of YouTube training. Like a lot, I've been paying for a lot of YouTube stuff, YouTube masterminds. Just, I, I, I see the importance of leaning into content creation. This is what we talked about, right? You're like, yo, I want to go more into like creating the content. Mm-hmm. So I believe um, now it's it's not a question of are we going to create more content because the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. The question is where is it going and what's the best place to put it to be able to make it make sense. I understand. But for me, something that's new. So typically when I create content, typically it's a planned day. Mm-hmm. I um, I have a list of shots maybe that I want to get or I have topics that I want to discuss. But because we're creating now this exclusive content for this platform and we're going to be doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, it's like, Am I committing to waking up with cameras in my face? <laughs> hmm. I mean, well, here's here's the thing. This is what I would I would uh, I would suggest. <clears throat> if you're going to be a content creator, then yes, mm-hmm. you have to commit to being able to deliver everything that you want your audience to experience. So, I brought Reese on a few months ago. So that whenever I go anywhere or I'm doing something, he records it. Yeah. So now there's more of a purpose for it because now we can say intentionally, okay, if we're going to go eat, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Donnie, we're going to have a meeting. Well, just come to the meeting, we record it. And that's the kind of stuff that typically we use it as B-roll for something right. or a clip for Instagram, but we'll be able to give the behind the scenes of all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. So right now, like, as a content creator, I am always filming, always yeah. recording. So, you know, I have Ryan. I think I'm about to start working with um, Dalton as well. Oh, work. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and that's only because <laughs> Ryan lives out of town. Yeah, so sure. I need, sometimes I have these ideas and I need somebody who's here. And I understand that Reese is exclusive to you. I thought chaos was there. Reese? <laughs> Reese? Oh, are you his management team? Okay, so maybe. Um, yeah, hey, chaos you got, too. You gotta I, think. Uh, what's what's my man name? Um, Cootie. Hmm? Is that my man name, Cootie? Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, chaos is another videographer uh, that I use. Chaos though is getting really really busy. So anyway, the whole point... Alexander's dope, so I rock with Alexander. Alexander did some content with me recently. Uh, I like Alexander as well. Alexander (laughs) is really expensive. Is he? Yeah. 
Mm. Uh huh. He's really well. At least when he quoted me, was really expensive. So we'll see. Fine, expensive. He's good though. He's super good. Um, what did I have to get into? I didn't. I was gonna pull it up, but anyway, he's he was about four times more expensive than any other quote that I that I received. Dang. But he is good. He's really really good. He's produced some content for me. And let me just be clear. I love working with creators whose energy I feel, and I feel all of you guys' energy. So I will use all of you at some I point. I rock with my guy, Alex, man. Absolutely. Hey. I'll use all of you guys at some point. And I told Alexander that as well. Ryan is my actual videographer who I go mm-hmm. to for like my consistent content. But I, I believe in giving everybody an opportunity. I am going to go back to Alexander and we're going to discuss, have a different discussion. <laughs> he um, might watch, he's like, whoa. Yeah. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a different discussion and Alexander quit playing with me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think you think I got more than I really have, right? Um, we gotta stay within the marketing. Do you get in charge based on what people think you got? I don't think Alexander did that, but I do Come believe, on, period. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So um I believe that people charge me like Stop suddenly, charging like, people it, off their gross. It's different than that. Yeah. Yeah, the gross big payroll, man. I was, man, I was going through it with, I was going through it with Deanna. I was like, "Mm, we got a lot of expenses, a lot of humans, a lot of humans, a lot of people. I know we had a meeting yesterday, and uh, I I won't call out the name because you know their team may watch the podcast. Mm. But what do you do? So the conversation yesterday with some of our peers, we had a meeting, you guys. To discuss, and this will be good stuff for us to share on the OnlyFans. We had a meeting really just kind of discussing one, how do we prepare for the recession? How do we prepare our communities for this to the for the recession? Um, two, we were talking about um retention strategies to keep the customers that you have because that's gonna be super important in this period and beyond. Um, but we also talked about um, you know, building our team and how we deal with your team being really close and having a lot of information about your revenue, they understand how much money you make and they start to feel cheated. They start to feel really? like they deserve more money because they see how much money you're making. Mm. Mm-hmm. So as an, as an employee, you typically don't know how much money your CEO brings in, mm-hmm. right? You just don't. So you figure we base our salary off of as an employee, you base your salary off of what the industry standards are. What does that, what, what do you Google? What do you go to career builder for? And you see that the industry standard says for this role, you earn this much. And when I hire, I also go like to career builder in different job sites to see, well, what, what is the average salary for an operations assistant or an executive assistant or an operations manager? And you'll find that when you offer that, People who are coming to work for an entrepreneur, right, or small business owner versus a Fortune Five, they want more money. Like, no, I I don't want your sixty thousand dollars. I should be getting paid one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Well, what are you basing that off of? Mm-hmm. What are you What are you basing that? Are you basing that off of the fact that you that I'm a seven figure entrepreneur or you're a seven figure? Are you basing it off the fact that the employer is a seven figure business? And would you walk into to corporate America with that same energy mm-hmm. when they're hundreds of millions in they're they're nine figure businesses, right? Mm-hmm. 
Do you walk into corporate America with that same energy or do you sit in that interview like, yep, that $20 an hour is great until it's time for a raise? Yeah, my boy yesterday was saying, um, he said it was somebody on his team said, yo, I need some more money. And but he was explaining that this person's skill set mm-hmm. is so valuable to the team. He's like, yo, that's some that's that's someone I would have to negotiate with. Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't want her to go. Yeah. She would be hard to replace. The thing that she does, mm-hmm. it's it really, really hard to replace. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I'm like, yo, you're you're in that scenario, but you really gotta, you really have to yo, I talk about this with my squad all the time, like adding value. And I think there's literally nobody that's worked for me for an extended period of time. I don't know if I got, well, yeah. So I was talking about it with the um, the course with uh, Reese. He's the newest pretty much. But there's nobody on my team that has worked with me for a while that I haven't given an opportunity to make money with me. Yeah. And that's how, that's how we operate. Like, it's not just, I, I don't just want to pay you for something. You know what I mean? Like you do a service. I'm always going to offer some sort of, because I'm an entrepreneur, my mind always is looking to build something. If you help me build this, let's build it together. And it's not based on me just paying you. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's important because if that if not the case, of course. If if there's no if there's no way to elevate, mm-hmm. then of course somebody be like, yo, I, yeah. I, I too, they at I, least give me four percent a year in corporate or three percent, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they? Uh, not all the Don't time. Don't corporate do that? They get like a 2% or a 3%? Raise? Like 1% to 2 On the evaluation? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe in incentive-based pricing for your for your team members. Um, or payroll, salary. <laughs> incentive-based bonuses and salaries. Uh, I So most of my team members are commission-based just because of how my company functions. We have a sales team. But I do have some uh, salary-based employees, and I give them the opportunity to earn commission, too. So it's almost kind of like the same thing. You have to help me build this. So by helping me build this, it's coming in a, in a role of sales, and you get commission on top of your salary um, for doing so. Um, but we're not necessarily talking about that. We're talking about people who say, man, Dave is over there killing it. And he's only paying me $50,000 for a year. Like they think that based on how much you make, they should make more. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's what deci- the conversation was yesterday. Yeah, for sure. That's it. But that's a, a decision because the other person we were sat with, he said, y'all let everybody go. The other person who was there, <laughs> like, all right, his well. team kind of came at him and was like, yo, I'm not doing it anymore. I want more money. And he's like, you know, I looked at what the role. Well, and for him, just, you know, we've had, conversations at length about this it wasn't even the idea that they needed more money it was the approach Mm -hmm. it was the approach of entitlement like i'm not doing this job for you unless i get more money like where's the respect for your boss because at the end of the day that's the danger of building a team a culture on your team that makes people feel like family we talked about this too Um, I definitely believe that there needs to be a very cohesive team that feels comfortable enough to come to you that you can laugh with and have fun with, but we have to draw a line that family feels sounds good, but in actual execution of being a boss and running a business, it becomes dangerous. 
because then you have the other person situation where he says his his team came to him like they rallied up because they're like family. So they're having these sidebar conversations. It's like, yo, we see how much money he's making. We want more money. And so then the approach to him is, I'm not doing any more work, fam, unless you pay me. Fam. Mm. Like, I get... You understand fully that I'm your boss, right? <laughs> yeah, Lee. You would never go... I didn't hear that part. To, but that's what happened. Like, oh. you know, suddenly the job just stopped being done cold turkey and he's reaching out like, hey, what's going on? Well... You know, at this point, you know, I just feel like I deserve more money and I'm not going to do any more work until we discuss this. And you have to look at what you're being paid based on the actual role that you're providing. And sometimes you can max yourself out, which is why as a CEO, you also don't stop. You don't start people at the top of the pay scale because you don't have any room to accelerate their pay when it starts to feel stale, when it starts to feel like the same thing over and over again. You kind of want to leave yourself some room to negotiate. But you got to get really, really clear on the type. Do you want people coming to you as your boss saying, yo, fam, you know, what's up? Or feeling comfortable enough to tell you what they're not going to do. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Until you do X, Y, and Z, hmm. I don't want that kind of culture in my company. I want people to know that I love them and respect them and care about them. And if they're struggling through a hard time, they can come, they can communicate with me and, and I can offer some support. But I also want a team that respects me and says, Hey, Donnie is just as important of a CEO is as my last job CEO was. Mm. And I have the same level of respect for her that I had for my last supervisor. What I don't want them to have for me is fear. Mm. I don't necessarily need my team to fear me. So you walk into corporate America and you fear, you know, so I, I would, I would rather them, I would rather my team having a desire to not disappoint me by dropping the ball. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't want them to be afraid necessarily of losing their job. I want to create a culture where it's like, 
I respect what she's doing so much that I really just don't want to disappoint her. So I'm going to do what I have to do. And I think we all work well that way. But, you know, and so in that same conversation, our other friend said, well, you know, do we invite team over to our house? You know, how close can we be? And it's one of those situations, like I never want working for me to feel like the bad side of corporate America. Every corporate job doesn't feel terrible to work. Their people love their jobs. My experiences, though, in in maybe 80% of the companies that I've worked for, I, I was never excited to walk in. It was always a, I go to work, I do a job, and I can't wait to go. Five o'clock, no matter what's going on, I'm out, unless I get paid overtime, mm. right? Um, I never wanted to feel like that for me. I wanted to feel good and relaxed and comfortable, but I also don't want to be taken advantage of because you have this insight as to what we're doing and you feel com- so comfortable that you you attempt to handle me in a way that you would have never handled them. Yeah. How, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't go, go for it. Turn on your mic. Um, I think it's the same thing in corporate. I just think that you're experiencing it at a closer level mm. because we have people that, um, being management and take their job to the extreme and will just go off on people. And it doesn't matter. And then you have the people that are under them. Like, I don't care about this job. Mm. So I think corporate does experience it. But because most corporate companies are so big, we don't compare it to an entrepreneur that is at a lower level. So you're experiencing building a company and dealing with the things that come with building a company. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's a closer reach. You can actually talk to the person and, like I, like, I talk to these guys every day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, of course, it would be, you don't have a corporate job where you talk to the manager every day. You Let me I mean? ask you guys this, uh, Joe, especially for you, because you've been working directly on Dave's team longer. Do you, have you ever felt like, wow, Dave makes X amount of dollars, but he only pays me these amount of dollars? No. Why you, not? Um, Because... You provide other opportunities outside of it. So we have our partnership that we have outside of what you pay me, which as of recent has been slowly like increasing. Um, we had the uh, the Patreon once upon a time mm-hmm. that was so it's like <laughs> 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 so it's like it's not like you just pay me. But what I like about this is that it grows me as an entrepreneur because it's like if you pay me like a, a hefty salary, I would get tremendously comfortable in that salary. Versus you teaching me, okay, this is how you go out and get money as an entrepreneur. So this, like, this has been my biggest lesson in my whole year of entrepreneurship is like, this is how you go out and get it. You provide excellent customer service. You know, if you mess up, you man up about it, speak about it, you go on about it. So I've been learning so much about how to go and get it versus it just coming to me. Okay, I have another question. Got another answer. So essentially, Joe is your right hand, right? Mm -hmm. You have Jen, but... On a day-to-day, in-person road dog, Joe is like your right hand. But Joe keeps using this word entrepreneur. What you're teaching me as an entrepreneur. What you're teaching me as an entrepreneur. That's also another slippery slope. Small business owners and CEOs who are hiring other entrepreneurs, are you training him to one day soon leave and go build his business? And if so, how does that impact you? Or are you looking forward to him being a long-term team member? And I'd love to hear the response from both of you. As an employer, Joe is an entrepreneur. 
his goal, I'm sure, is to build a, a, a giant level business like yours. What happens if that happens in six months, 12 months? And he's like, hey, Dave, my business blew up. I'm out. Well, I don't I don't think that type of thing happens in six months or so. And we've been together for, you know, uh, for an extended period of time now. My objective is to grow the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. So here's 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 the trade-off, right? I can pour in and mentor Joe, right? And I feel like my objective is like mentoring Joe to be the best version of him. Yes. It greatly benefits me to for Joe to be the best version of himself, right? Now, if he's becoming the best version of himself and he's building a business using this best version of himself in my mentoring and coaching, by the time he builds a big business, he'll have added so much value. And I believe if he does, as he builds a big business, he'll probably look and say, yo, this person mentored me and coached me to this. So he's not going to leave one day, say, yo, I'm out. At least he'll train somebody in this space to say, yo, there's no way I can become it be becoming so successful and the person that helped me just like, I just leave them out to dry. This is my bank. This this is my bet. The other side is, as he's growing and developing, he might just become a like more of an entrepreneurial thinker and say, yo, Dave, you got this platform. This is the value that I can add. We can make some money together. Mm -hmm. Let me add this type of value Mm -hmm. to the organization. Mm-hmm. And it grows. And then all the mentoring and coaching and the working together, it was all beneficial. So either way, I want people to win. And especially if if Joe goes out and builds a seven-figure company, mm-hmm. that means we're doing something right here. Okay. One. But two, I would never have any problem finding somebody to work in his space. Because look what happened by him working with Joe. Okay, so Joe, your position on that, are you, your position on that, are you in a space where it's like, hey, I'm taking this opportunity and I'm leveraging it so that I can get this mentorship and become my best entrepreneur self? Like, really, you're not going anywhere. Dave needs you, so don't worry about (laughs) okay? Or do you see yourself learning in this space you're just enjoying applying some of the principles, but ultimately you see yourself being on this team and growing within the organization for the next 20 years. That's crazy you ask that because that's where my mind has been lately on where do I see myself? Mm -hmm. Because I've been slowly growing my own personal business, of course, but also I enjoy working with Dave. You know, I really enjoy the opportunities I get, the people I get to meet, you know, just the growth because every week it's a, I calls don't mean to turn to a lecture, but they do. (laughs) It just somehow happens, but it's just, he says something and he just like two, three weeks ago. It's like, you said, you said it to Donald. It was, um, we don't, we do not, not work. Something like that. He said, I tweeted it. It was dope. It says like, we do not. You tagged me about I did. I actually tagged you. You probably didn't check the tweet. No, it's tagged on Twitter. Let me find my phone. (laughs) It was a really good quote. And I was like, yo, that, that's real. It's like, it's hard to leave something like that where mm-hmm. every week you get poured into unintentionally. Yeah. But it's sometimes it's intentional where he wants to see us grow as individuals. And I've been asking myself and questioning myself, like, you know, what do you do next? Because you're growing as an individual. 
today's business is growing exponentially. So like, where do you see yourself? And I really, I can't answer that question right now. I would love to like try to figure out how do you do both? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at now is how do you do both and do them both well, where the service I provide to Dave, it doesn't lack. And the service I provide to my potential clients, it doesn't lack as well. So I'm in this space of how do you do both well? And I've been asking other people who I see operate in that space well. Like, it's always actually done me, how do you do it? Like, how do you operate in that space well? And that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I don't operate in that space. I'm not employed by anybody. Well, outside uh, of being employed, I'm talking <laughs> how do you like, I'm talking about the juggling of like, yeah, like, like the serving of like, you know, work with Dave and I work will with, tell yeah. you that it's not easy, right? I had to cut off, I had to cut off some, I had to cut off six figure clients that were paying me six figures a year. I had to cut that off to foster this partnership. Like I couldn't, I won't say couldn't, I chose not to try to juggle all of that. What do I have the most enjoyment in? And at at the time that I did that, there was no revenue being collected from this partnership, right? That's something that grew over time. So it was a huge risk. I love the way that you answered that transparently though, because originally, like even when I owned a clothing store, I only hired people that had a desire to be an entrepreneur, people who I could basically mentor. You come in, you work with me. I pay you fairly. I pay you wonderfully, actually. And I mentor you. And you're going to be able to be in position to like launch your own company. And the leader in me, the, the person who cares about people in me, really, really wanted that and really wanted that idea to work out. Today, the CEO in me is not so sure that it works. Now I have people who are super successful entrepreneurs who chose to work with me and my platform because of something that they saw they wanted to be connected to for whatever reason. But I cannot act like if I see you kind of heavily vested in your thing, I'm wondering now how vested you are in mine. I can't, I also can't deny that sometimes it shows in the results, right? Mm-hmm. And I also can't deny that sometimes there's been a conflict um, with that being said. So now I am in a space of, I want people who think like entrepreneurs, but are not entrepreneurs. I still want to mentor people. I still want to help people become their, their best selves. But based on where the company is going, I don't want a constant cycle, a revolving door of employees coming in and out for one year, two years. It it really takes a lot with what I do to train someone. This is not Chick-fil-A or McDonald's fast food where it's like you take the burger, you put the chicken, you put on the mayonnaise, you do this. It's not that. Like people who work with me have to learn how to think like me. That requires training and repetition over time, like a long time. So that's just kind of one of those. Here's the thing though. It's not, I don't know if that's necessarily fair. Okay. Because we both work jobs and we learned a lot Mm -hmm. in those jobs Mm -hmm. that helped us become who we are today. And we moved on from those jobs. And we moved on for sure. So in the event that let's say Joe or Jen or anybody they need to move on. Mm-hmm. I can't be I can't be mad at it, right? But sure. I think what we have to do in our businesses is 
to be able to set our businesses up in a way where the the only person who has the power to crash this company is you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only person who has the power to crash this company is me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I can't be, I can't be like, people are going to leave. Like you yeah. gotta, you gotta like respect people's seasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whether, whether Reese has to quit and go do something else or he gets sick or has a family member that lives in Mexico and he has to like leave and go be with the family member. I don't like the the People reason in which where this season is ending mm-hmm. can't affect me. Sure. Makes sense. And I love this conversation because I think it's a part of being a boss, mm-hmm. right? And when I say a boss, I mean having employees that work for your company because you can be a CEO and not necessarily be a boss, right? Meaning you don't have a team just yet. So I think this is part of the conversation that we don't have. Therefore, we're unprepared. And while I don't take it personally, I've had team members come and go, right? And we're luckily, I've not had any team members come and go on bad note. Like they still come to me. They still have questions. We still have a relationship. Like it's always a, in a split that makes sense or was necessary or it was seasonal. But I think that we have, these are the things that we don't think about and you hire people and you're expecting them to be in this for the long haul because it's you. Mm-hmm. And so then when they're ready to go or you start seeing things, you, we become emotional. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, 
you get 20% off. But if you use the promo code big deal, it'll take 20% off immediately. But I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code Big Deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. Right? That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I I understand that people, even your best team member, will go and move on to a different opportunity. And and I hope that for you, if you find a better opportunity that can provide for you and your your purpose and is more in alignment with what you want to do, absolutely. I am more so speaking on investing time resources and energy in the wrong people. But here's the thing. You can't control that. Yeah, I know you can't. Right? And I here's here's can. here's how I look at it. Um, when we invest time, resources, and energy for somebody that's on the team mm-hmm. to help them grow as a person, mm-hmm. that process isn't for them. It's for you. Tell me more. So... Be, having being able to like learn the language of everybody, and I haven't learned the language, but I'm in the process of trying to understand how to talk to Reese or talk to Donald or like I'm I, I'm I'm in a season where I'm learning to manage the people and the product, like the the end result, mm-hmm. and how does how do my interactions with the people on the team affect the outcome? Mm. This is me balancing and learning mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and leadership and being a CEO and being all the things that encompass being a CEO yeah. of a small company. You know, what's crazy is one of our friends that were at dinner last night said, yo, I'm a terrible leader. Yeah, yo. <laughs> For sure. And, and these are the conversations that we have to have. Th- this is so important. Like if you're taking anything away from today's episode, get you a circle of friends that are operating at a level similar to you or higher mm-hmm. where you can have these conversations because it was so real when he said, yo, I am a terrible yeah, he said, Yeah, pretty much it's transactional. Like, yeah, yo. it's transactional. He's like, I, I don't talk to my team. I got people for that. I hire, you know, I, I, he may not even know who some of his team members are. And that's a real thing. Sitting in that conversation, though, reminded me of the type of leader I want to be internally to my team. I want a relationship with my team. I want you to know me on a first name basis. I want you to feel comfortable calling me if there's something that you feel like you need to call me for. Uh, those things are those things are key. And we do invest, and I think it's human. Like I, We do invest time, energy, and resources in people that we want to stay around forever. And if it should happen to have to come to an end, I think because we are such a small organization, 
I don't want to say I'll take it personally, but I will feel a kind of way, whether it's just disappointment yeah. or sadness or what do I do now? For sure. Because the difference between what we're doing and what bigger companies are doing in corporate America is they are prepared. They've got, you know, they've got human resources departments to handle that. They've got, you know, resumes and recruiters and headhunters and all kinds of stuff, or they have people inside their organization that they can immediately reposition. They've got trainers. Most of us, where we are in our business right now, if an employee who plays a pivotal role in our company leaves, we don't have those same things in place to say, okay, now let's go out and spend some time finding a replacement, interviewing the replacement, training the replacement. It usually falls on us. So it's a little bit more stressful. So we've got to do better due diligence up front and ask questions like this. I hired someone in my company fully aware that they're an entrepreneur and that's the goal. Period. That might not work for somebody else. That, you know, I, you hire people and you understand that this may be short term. You hire people in hopes that this relationship will be long term. I think it's important for you as a CEO from your VAs to your operations managers, your human resources departments and beyond to actually identify what you need in that role because some roles do need to be long-term. And I promise, I said, I always said that I wanted to build a business that was operated by my family. And I still mean that. Mm. I still mean that, right? I am training my daughter right now, uh, you know, to work a significant role in my company once she graduates college. My little cousin, who's more like a niece, who's a little older than my daughter, I'm, a, I'm going to start training her soon to have a role in my company. Here's the thing, Donnie. You can't be attached to that because if she well, does, no, it's like not. You, like you said, like you'd be disappointed. You'd be disappointed if your daughter comes home like, "Mommy, I don't want to work with you." I well, really... this is this is based on you feel away. I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. You understand? This is but... based on the interest that they've expressed in doing this, right? Yeah. The interest that they've expressed in doing this, the vision that I have for the company. Now, obviously, if it doesn't work that way, it doesn't work that way. But you'd be disappointed. Not really. Yes. No, 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 no. no. I won't. If, you, if you've been grooming, yeah. How are you going to be disappointed? If an employee that was supposed to be here for a long time left, but your daughter that you'd really see a vision like us being bosses together, she like, how are you not going to be disappointed in that? Yeah, that no, it's, it's a little different. So with a team member that I have brought on into a role that's like, I'm hiring a team member that's already experienced in that role. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, you've taken this weight off of my shoulders and you're operating in that role. So if you suddenly quit on me, there's going to be some disappointment. Now, with my daughter, I am very intentional about letting her live her life mm -hmm. because I didn't necessarily get that same grace. At this time, she is expressing interest in working with me, mm -hmm. right? At this time. If that should change, I don't mind. I honestly would love for her to go somewhere else and get more experience. And I, I told her that this summer, like you can go and do an internship or work for a different company so you can get some other experience to be sure that this is what you want to do. My niece expressed interest. Like, this is how I want to serve your company. How does she? My niece, mm -hmm. 25. So the roles that they're starting in, I mean, I started on a very successful track at 23 years old. So I believe, you know, my daughter's a little younger, but I believe that this is something that if you really want to do this, I can train you to do. My dream has always been to have a family-run company, right? That doesn't mean that it'll work out that way. It's just starting to work. My daughter is the only family that works for me. Mm. My niece will be coming on soon. My best friend, who is like family, also works for my company. 
So it would be like a dream come true if I could build that kind of like Hilton and, you know, things, understanding that other people outside of the family organization will have to work for the company. Mm -hmm. But it would absolutely be a dream if I am able to build something so powerful that it actually allows the people in my family to have six, seven figure incomes based off of something that I started. Yeah, that would be crazy. You'd be disappointed if it doesn't happen though. I don't know that I would be disappointed that it doesn't. That's your happen. dream. Like how do you, yeah, how you no. have a dream and it don't work out and you're not disappointed. Well, Johnny, and it is a dream. When I thought about, Kat. when I'm I thought Kat. about, when I thought about developing a business, I, I just always saw these companies that operated you know, with their family, I've always thought that's that was what so I'm saying. Cool. How is that Admirable. something you see? For, but just say you'd not, be disappointed. You'd be somewhat disappointed. Okay, so I have a dream of buying a Lamborghini truck. If I don't get it, I'm not disappointed. I'm just going to get it. You car. um, you were disappointed. You walked out of the Mercedes store without the G wagon. What are you talking about right now? I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, you were disappointed in that price. You think? He was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm about to get it, David. I'm going to get it I'm on Facebook, FaceTime." And they you say that the truck is three hundred thousand dollars, and she's like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah, because I saw the was, disappointment on your face. It was marked up $120,000 more. It's okay to be disappointed in certain things. It was marked up $120,000 more than sticker price because of the shortage on the vehicles. You weren't disappointed? That I you was would... pissed. Right. Like, yo, yeah, 120 so is that legal? I don't know. <laughs> would I be disappointed? It's possible, but it won't be disappointed to the point where it like paralyzes the progress. Nothing. Just somebody quitting. You said you'd be disappointed. It's not going to paralyze the progress, though. Yeah, I didn't, but I didn't say I would be disappointed just from somebody quitting. That's not what. Find your camera. She didn't say that. Your camera's here. That's all not right, what I said. Okay, all right. So, I said okay. in certain roles, certain people, like certain roles, certain certain people, certain positions that you've invested in. <laughs> you say you're, you're sounding more and more crazy by the minute. Let's certain, just keep going. Certain Let's situations just... would absolutely breed disappointment. You're right. <laughs> And we're just going to leave it at that. Look, right. I mean, disappointment up. happens in every it area does, of your life, 100%. right? It is totally okay to be disappointed, but it's not okay to be halted or stopped, yes, thrown off sure. course because of your disappointment. And I'm disappointed in the fact that the first time, the one time we try to plan out what we're going to talk about we on the podcast talk about it. at all. I yo. kept trying to push it. Like, yo, we're going to figure out this whole OnlyFans thing and we just did. Yo, we, but, I, but it was a good episode. So. We often start like, we'll sit here in these chairs and say, okay, this is what we're talking about today. We'll be in front of a studio audience and we'll be like, what do you guys want to talk about? And they'll give us all these suggestions. I don't know what happens. Me and David <laughs> sit in these chairs and it's just a whole different conversation. We'll let you guys know when we're on OnlyFans. Just Maybe know that we're on OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. We decided to move forward with it. We feel really good about the decision. We're excited. We are open to suggestions from you guys as to what you want to see um, on OnlyFans. And Absolutely. be clear that we are a non-provocative brand, okay? That we're still going to be delivering in the same capacity as we do on the Social Proof Podcast. 100%. We don't want those comments that you got to get blocked for. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw it, throw it in the chat, man, what you want to see on OnlyFans other than uh, Donnie Wiggins. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause I know that'd be some that'd be some answers in the chat. We want to see Daddy. They want to see David's thigh meat with these hoochie mama hoochie yeah. daddy shorts yeah, on that he's a wearing. Little, little, little profile of, view. Got a little thigh for you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by David's thigh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey man, listen, it depends. I, you know, what we gotta do if they offer me ten million. Yeah, first of all, sell my whole soul. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. <laughs> Yo, they put us in position to pull a bad baby move. I'm going to just have to send some apologies out in that. <laughs> Daughter, mother, dad. It set our family free for generations. For generations, I'm sure you understand. It's my exposure, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Are you willing to take an L for your family? <laughs> Yo, put it in the chat. <laughs> if you like our new studio, listen, this episode is sponsored by uh, The Morning Meetup, the only organization that gathers every single day. For the betterment of entrepreneurs, I realize that we are literally the only company that does what we do. And... We are planning something big, members mm-hmm. only. We're planning something huge, members only. I mean, you go to these like conferences and amazing events, but like I, we got to really start honing and cultivating the community, like exclusive things like you cannot get in unless you are in the community. So I'm uh, really, really excited about that. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com, join our family, download the app. Uh, we, are, we are really, really pushing valuable information, lives, have been changed. If you've been looking to become an entrepreneur or you can't find the inspiration to like break that whatever wall you've been on, if you've been only making 60,000, like I cannot get the seven figures or six figures, come to the morning meetup. I promise you, I promise you, we will help you. We read books every, we read a chapter of a book every single day. And I can say that me personally, I am growing incredibly, like exponentially, mm-hmm. simply because of this book club. So go to themorningmeetup.com. Yeah. I love it. I love the book club aspect. Like, seriously. You ever have a conversation with somebody and you're looking for advice? I was just telling somebody this this morning. You're looking for advice and they give you such poor advice. The only thing you can think of is like, you need to read more books. Your That's mindset is trash. Yeah, your, personal <laughs> your personal development is very subpar. Very wet garbage like. This. I'm just saying. No, you made a good point, but what? The reason that they're laughing, making it worse, but it wasn't a, I try to say it on the low too. <laughs> you try to turn your mic up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Six Figure EDU. You guys, you are out there. You've got some information you want to teach, train, and develop. You believe everybody should know the things that you know. You believe that everybody should be able to monetize what you've been able to monetize or the information that you've been able to acquire. 
I train and develop from scratch, coaches, consultants, and course creators. I have a few different options for you, regardless of where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. You might be a beginner. You might be intermediate level. Mm -hmm. You may be advanced. Maybe you're already making multiple six figures and you're like, hey, how can I work with Coach Donnie? Go to sixfigureedu.com forward slash links. Sixfigureedu.com forward slash links. I have resources available for you. Also, just connect with me. You can text me directly. I send out business tips and information. At 404-737-4935. He's such a hater because he forgot to give you guys his text, uh, his phone number. But you can text me and get valuable content from me, not just information on when you're going to be going live, David. Um, anyway, the number is 404 737 2767. Just say, hey, girl, and get on my text list and look for the gems that I send out freely. Uh, And then lastly, you guys, did you know that we offered another platform for entrepreneurs who feel like they need to be coached? Maybe you can't choose between me and David. Guess what? You can't. You don't have to because you can't anyway, but you can't get us both. You can tag team our information for me and David through the Brain Picker Podcast. BrainPickerPodcast.com. Sign up. We can't. We can't wait to coach you. I need to see what's going on in your business. You get an hour with us to talk exclusively in front of a live audience. Um, Online, it's virtual, so you can be located anywhere in the world to talk about your business, regardless of what it is. Okay? So go to brainpickerpodcast.com. Schedule your available... Schedule your coaching session with us, brainpickerpodcast.com. It's been real, you guys. Also, yeah, you can hire Ramsey too. Hey, Ramsey. He was, yeah, I, I felt like he was sitting there too, like, yo, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> but I, the only reason I know that is because I, I thought you think photography, but he was editing some people's content you were yesterday. A photographer. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the red light making yeah. him look all. We get into the Red light. We out there, y'all. Peace. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. The the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, 
and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.